everybody. I just wanted to give you a quick message before we begin the episode. We have an uninvited guest on this edition of Finally Girl, my cat Diane. During the last few episodes we recorded, she's been a little unruly. So a few hours before we started recording this episode, I decided to give her some catnip with the idea that she'd calm down when we recorded. Well, that was not the case. So you're going to hear a few meows throughout this episode. I want to thank you for listening, and let's talk Suspiria. How's it going today, Mike? Oh, you're rubbing up on the microphone. Oh my God, ASMR. Yeah, I know. I have, I have like chapstick on, and every time I get close to the microphone, I get a cat hair in my mouth. That's why you wipe it off before you put. Before well, we start recording. these do not come off. The the hair does not come yeah, off. Yeah, I, 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 I swear was to able God. to get it off. Every day, I eat at least forty five cat hairs unwillingly. Oh my God. It's insane. Between your cats and then my sister's cat. <laughs> I don't even own a cat, and all I do is ingest cat hairs. You you cut up my lungs, all you're going to see is tar, tobacco tar, and cat hair. Oh, God. That's it. And what are we doing today? It's Halloween. Well, it's Halloween. It's a beautiful fall oh, Halloween day out it's there. It's rainy. Rainy, and the leaves are it's everywhere. It's not cold enough for Halloween. I guess it's still the daytime. It's chilly. Yeah. It's not chilly. I mean, it's in the 50s. I'll take that. That That's a good fall, like, I Halloween guess. day for me because it's not too cold and it's not like you're sweating. It could be like five degrees colder. Yeah, it could be five degrees colder, but this isn't bad. I'll take it. It rained. It's not progressively raining, though, so it's that's it's nice. It's like uh, Hallow's Eve and ni- Halloween 1978. We are not. <laughs> Halloween anymore. Why <laughs> not? <laughs> Just the two of us. What is she saying? Yeah, that, that's what she. That's said. what she sings there. <laughs> I mean, it's a song that they made up for the movie. Just uh. like Oh Paul. Oh Paul, I can no longer stone. All right, so uh, we did carve pumpkins this year, which was exciting. We carved some jack o' lanterns about a week, a little over a week ago. We did some carving while watching Joe Bob Briggs' Haunted Hangout. That was fun. We did it during the Elvira Haunted Hills movie. So if you guys watched that, tell us what you thought. It was fun to see the real Elvira being Sandra interviewed. Peterson. Yeah, that was really cool. She was really cool. Um, that was a lot of fun. And so we did post on our story on Instagram of our pumpkins, but we'll post a regular photo as well so you guys can all see that. And if you're not following us on Instagram, you're going to want to because I carved Jason with no stencil, might I add. Fantastic. I did a great job, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah, you did pretty good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you and did then pretty good. What did you do? The pumpkin from the title sequence from ni- Halloween 1978. I, looked I really didn't know good. if I was allowed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can talk about it right now. No more for the rest of the movie or the rest of the episode. But yeah, it was really good. So check that out. Welcome to Finally Girl. Yeah, our first episode of November. First episode of November, yeah, that's right. Recording it on Halloween. 
And uh, we're what did we watch? We watched Suspiria last night. 1977. 1977. Dario Argento's Suspiria. It looked like I was gonna guess 80s actually, early 80s. So I was I was kind of off for like five years off. I th- I th- really thought it was like 1982. She seemed like she had 80s hair. Uh, I guess yeah. I guess late. Well, I think late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Because there's always a holdover from one decade to yeah. the next. So I, I I wasn't too far off, but yeah. it was a little bit earlier than I thought. There's still like like when we watch the Friday the Thirteenth movies, like the first three feel like they're from the seventies more so than what the are early those 80s. from? Oh, early eighties. Yeah, eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that in January, right? No, we're not doing that in January. But there's a Friday the Thirteenth in January. We don't have time. Oh. We don't have time because we have to get we gotta get into Scream. Um, I want to do a little more hit some of the m- subgenres okay. before we get into Scream. Well, there's a Friday the Thirteenth in October next year. So yeah, we're not gonna be doing it then either. Oh my god! <laughs> Good <laughs> lord! We have to go back to Haddonfield next October. Oh god! <laughs> I could I could not go back to Haddonfield for a couple of years. We're going back next year. You got one year without one Michael. One year. We'll see. Um. When was the first time you ever watched Suspiria? Uh, actually, just a few years ago. Really? Yeah. It was at your first. What's his name? Dario. Argento? Dario Argento. Argento. Yeah, that's the director of the movie. Um, no, my first Dario Argento movie. What? Really? I'm you just watching. I'm just looking at you. I just don't want to breathe in the microphone. Oh, that's what I thought you were like. You were like motioning to me to do something. No, I'm just trying really hard not to breathe in the microphone. It's <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> the last couple of episodes. So go ahead. Okay. Um. <laughs> Stop looking at me. I need a burlap sack, like I said in the last <laughs> episode. Go ahead. So, w- what was your what was your no first? my first my first Dario Argento movie? <laughs> you keep the cock in your head at me. <laughs> Get over all right, it. all right. I am. Like <laughs> it's like you're like I'm not talking. It makes me seem like it makes me think I'm not talking loud enough because it looks like you're leaning in to hear me, even though we have headphones on. I can hear you just fine. <laughs> I'm just re- I'm a loud breather, and the microphones pick up my breath. Okay, okay. No, my first. <laughs> my fir- okay, okay. My first Dario Argento movie was Deep Red. Actually, the movie he did before this, and I think it's probably the best example of a Jalo film which i don't think i've have i explained do you that? know what a giallo film is i've never heard that term so giallo it's an italian it's an italian horror movie that is pretty much it, it's like it blends slasher with like a murder mystery oh okay i like that <clears throat> i think deep red's the well it's the best one i've ever seen of that form and i saw that back in i don't know it's been six five six years mm-hmm. i came pretty late to Argento. And then how how long after you watched that movie did you watch Suspiria? Uh a couple of years after. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. So Suspiria is a newer movie for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did you like it the first time you saw it? Oh, I, lo- I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's like one big I don't it, it's like a nightmare. Like there's no Yeah. There's no plot. I mean, there is a plot, but it's like, you can't really describe, like, how would you describe this to somebody? Like, what would you say? You can't really just be like, oh, this is... It's kind of like sleepwalking. It is like a nightmare. That's how I felt like Susie was. Like, you can't, 
It's like a story. I, I love encapsulate it in like one sentence or two sentences. Like yeah. there's no way to categorize it. You can't be like, oh, it's a slasher. Oh, it's no. I love how you describe it. It's a paranormal movie. It definitely is like a nightmare. Because like even the even the beginning, like you get. Wh- what did you think of the music? I love. I don't know music. if you were gonna like it or if you thought it was cheesy. La, la. so good and, and the mu- like the music behind that too like the music that goes along with the whispering oh yeah, not the vocalization <laughs> oh my gosh it's so good i thought it was really fun and like it was fun without being too fun like it was still scary it was still scary mm-hmm. but they had some kind of like tunes going with it like kind of 80s sounding tunes that's why i thought it was from the 80s cuz it had like electronica kind of stuff it's in like it too it was a synth there yeah um, synth so actually john carpenter was very inspired by this music when he went to write halloween the theme for halloween because that music comes at you it's pretty much plays pretty much throughout the whole film yeah like the i was so happy you know how i feel about like music in a horror film i Mm -hmm. freaking loved this score i guess i should i could call it a score yeah Yeah, it's a movie score it's the score it was so good. I loved it. I thought it uh, it really aided throughout the whole movie. It helped each scene kind of feel like uneasy. So the score is done by the band Goblin. And oh my god, I love that. <laughs> Keep going. I love that. It was composed and as it says in the credits with the aid of Dario Argento. I saw that, yeah. So I'm glad he had a hand in it. Goblin has done few Argento movies. Like the first one they did together was actually Deep Red. The first Argento movie I ever saw. What year was Deep Red from? 75, so two oh. years before Suspiria. You have a Suspiria t-shirt. Yeah, I you? do. That's the first time I ever heard of it was oh. a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, my t-shirt has like the fleshy letters from the direct the trailer, the original trailer. Oh. I loved the typeface that they used in this movie. I know that it doesn't really show... And at the actual movie is just for the credits, the opening credits and well, the end credits. Well, that is the actual movie. I know, but it's not like <laughs> it's not like they're using it in throughout the movie or anything. I, I, but I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I'm a type nerd. Yeah, and so Goblin. Okay, so they mentioned I mentioned Deep Red. They did Tenebrae, Phenomena, and Sleepless. Uh, they scored all those movies for Argento. Longtime collaborators. My first Argento movie was Dark, Dark Glasses. Dark Glasses. Because that just we came watched out. Uh, Shutters midnight. Well, no, it was Secret. It was like a mystery. Panicle, yeah, yeah. Secret screening yeah, that uh, they did earlier in the month. And I didn't. That was a weird movie. I liked it. But I guess that was kind of my introduction to him, which is kind of weird because I guess he's been doing movies for 40 years, huh? 50 years. 50 years. Yeah, he, his how old is this guy? He's in his 70s. Jesus. And he's Italian, right? Oh, yeah. He's an Italian Catholic, like everybody seems to be in Italy. Well, of course, everybody's Italian in Italy. Well. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> most, most Italians <laughs> are, are Italian. No, he's 82. He's, he's 82. Wow. You ever seen a picture of him? No, I have no idea what he looks like. There's a picture of him from like roughly, well, eight years ago. <laughs> He's a scary looking guy. He looks like a skeleton. <laughs> He's always kind of looked like that too, like even younger. Like photos. he looks Italian, but I like expected, uh, I don't know. Uh, what did you like expect, like Tony Soprano or something? <laughs> no, Polly D. No. Um, no, I just expected, yeah, I guess maybe more Tony Soprano. I don't know. <laughs> 
you know, the Ar- Argento's career began in 1970 with his debut feature film, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, and which was a quite a hit in Italy. That was a Jalo film. So he followed it up with two more Jalo films, uh, Caddo Nine Tales and Four Flies on Grey Velvet. And he writes and directs all his movies, right? Uh, for the most part, yeah. This movie, he co-wrote with his girlfriend at the time, Daria Nicolodi. Who I know. I love that it's Dario and Daria. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that at the beginning. That was really cool. She was in a lot of his movies around this time. She was supposed to be the star of it, but the studio wanted an American actress for it to be more marketable in the States. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, uh, I like the actress I like who played Jes- Susie. Yeah, she, she did fine. I like Jessica Harper a lot. Is that who played Susie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Nickelodeon, she was in Deep Red. She was in Tenebrae, Phenomena, and Opera. And she kind of... Argento was really inspired by her, her like stories that her mom or like her grandmother told her about witches. Oh. Yeah, her grandmother claimed to have fled from a German music academy because witchcraft was being secretly practiced practiced there. So that's where really the foundation of the story comes from. And Argento believes in witches, and a lot of people think that this is his movie and this movie is his way of saying witches are real i believe in witches yeah i mean you can imagine i, I don't <laughs> i can definitely <laughs> like people that. and like argento has been interviewed and like it's not a laughing matter like witches are real like he's a real he's a real whack job <laughs> i love i love his movies like, he's an insane man yeah the smartest people are This film is Argento's career-defining work. His filmography is kind of like before Suspiria and after. Some people say Deep Red's his best film, but this one, like, it kind of like... And there was even some supernatural stuff in Deep Red, but this is where his work kind of became supernatural from here on out for the most part, at least through the through the 80s and into the 90s. I was going to say... um. I like how this is like an Italian movie, but it's set in Germany, right? Yeah, so that's another thing about this movie. And then there's an American girl that's the lead. (laughs) It was very confusing. So yeah, it's set in Germany, mostly shot in Germany. There are some, some parts that are in Italy. That set design was beautiful, though. And I'm sure that those are actual real, like, old buildings that they're filming on the outside of i don't know what they're filming the inside of the exteriors yeah it was gorgeous beautiful red building with gold accents all over it yeah that shot when they're when they when sarah well susie is riding up to it it's a beautiful shot oh yeah oh the shots in this movie uh, i thought they were amazing like there were some some specific scenes where the camera angle was just like perfect. Yeah, and what do you do? Very colorful film, right? Very colorful. I What'd love you think of that. that. I loved it because it really does. It, it it represents like the German architecture, especially during that time. I felt like it was it was all very in Italian too. Actually, probably more Italian than German, but with all the beautiful reds, like I said, the inside was. All the accent lights or the ambient lights in the background were red or green or 
just a vibrant color. It was really cool. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think the product. Uh, I love the production design in this movie. Like every scene feels like it was meticulously crafted. Yeah, and objects were placed in a very specific way, and like Argento's vision was it was going to be a kind of he he would say it's like a cutout cartoon cutout cartoon he wanted to be very colorful even he the blood that like i describe as a uh, red pepto-bismol it did not look like blood it was like a vibrant yeah. red color yeah his blood in like deep red is like that a lot too like it's very it's like paint yeah it looks like paint yeah yeah uh, i love it I uh, didn't like that. That's the only thing I didn't really like in this movie was the the color of the blood and the consistency of the blood. I think like the color of that blood and the murders, the murders in these this movie <laughs> in this movie are like very beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Like you can make Pat's he, he murder was my favorite at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's you can't top that, like especially like, coming through that beautiful stained glass window. Yeah, that looked like an eye. And I like how they had like the shot of the stained glass uh the stained glass window at the top before she even goes up into the building. So you're already like, hmm eyeball looking glass and then she falls out of it. It's amazing. Going back to the colorfulness in the movie and the great shot composition. Argento implored the film cinematographer to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is like the inspiration for the color palette in the film. Oh, like the blues and the reds, the red reds. I could see that. Cinematographer was Luciano Tavoli. So we find out that Pat had like gotten kicked out of this ballet school that now Susie traveled all the way from America to join, right? And we get introduced to Madame Blanc or Blank. I think they call her Blanc, Blanc. but I think they're supposed to be pronounced Blanc. B-L-A-N-C. I think in the dub they said Blank. Yeah, B L A N C. And there's already police officers there, so she's like trying to defuse the situation. But this is when we get a good inside look on the building and we meet the sloth looking character the handyman sloth did you oh, not Pavlos? think yeah no, did you not think, think he looked like sloth no i think he looked like sloth i don't, <laughs> I don't think he, he did i don't think he was quite that ugly yeah it was pretty ugly and we see albert which is madame blanc's nephew which is like why <laughs> why are you bringing your nephew around this school all the time he looks like a little ghost boy. Like, he looks like the ghost of Tiny Tim. He's dressed like a proper little German boy. Yeah. <laughs> he is. With his lederhosen. We also get to meet Olga, which is only in, like, the first couple of scenes of this movie. I kind of s- was sad that Olga wasn't in the whole movie. So, apparently, there's a scene that they cut out, like, when, or later on, when they go to a performance or something like Susie says like they, everybody's out at a performance or yeah whatever, whatever they're doing they all took uh, she took them to the theater miss turner took them to i the guess theater. there's like a big scene with olga there um that they cut out from the movie because it kind of would disrupt the climax of the film if they left it in yeah it was just weird that they introduced olga and then they were like nope she's not in it anymore I'm like, then why do you even have Olga in this film? <laughs> I wonder if Olga was like a witch in training. And that's like something like the actress 
wondered about too. They had her live with Olga and then they kicked her out. Susie? That's why they had Susie live with Olga? Yeah. But, oh, okay. I don't know. That's weird. And that's why they were so easily able to like move her stuff into her like boarding room. Yeah, as soon as she gets quote unquote sick, Olga just brings over her stuff and her 50 bucks. I like how Miss Turner, like right at the beginning, when Susie's like, I don't want to live here, I want to live with Olga. And Madame Blanc's like, all right, whatever you want. And Miss Turner's like, oh, I didn't know you were so strong-willed. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, she just doesn't want to live on campus. That's fine. And, okay, so this is something I didn't really understand. When Susie first gets weak, like, for the first time before she goes to the class, the mm-hmm. first ballet class, she sees Albert and another woman. Like I, I'm assuming she's like a cook because we see her later on like chopping meat. Was this woman supposed to be a witch too? Because we don't see her in the scene at the end. Wait, what? When Susie's walking down the hallway before her first oh, ballet Oh, with class. Albert? Yeah. Like yeah. I just said, she was sitting with Albert and all of a sudden Susie gets weak. Was this woman supposed to be a witch too? Because at the end of the movie, when we find out all the witches are up in the attic doing whatever, or not in the attic, but in that secret room, yeah, um, she wasn't a part of them. She was like a cook because Susie had passed her in the hallway earlier, like chopping meat. So like, was this woman also a witch? Because also when Daniel's dog was outside of the school, and he quote unquote bit Albert, which I don't believe for a second. The witch looking lady was with Albert during that time too. Well, I think I I, I mean I don't know if she's necessarily a witch or if she just is a part of their their group because it seems like like Pavlo is like their henchman. Yeah. And she's probably worked there for a long time, so she probably is at least a part in of co- it. Yeah, in cahoots with them. Yeah, that that makes sense. I guess she must have, like, put a spell on Susie while she was walking the hallway with that knife thing. Because, like, she, like, points the knife towards her and the whole hallway lights up. Mm -hmm. Like, the sun reflects right off of it. And I'm assuming that Professor Vertigast, the one that told Susie she was, like, hemorrhaging and that's why she got sick. Like, let's just put this needle in you and just have wine every night and you'll be fine. Yeah. I'm assuming they're in, or he's in their pockets, too that or under the spell yeah something like that yeah spell were those maggots that were falling from the from the ceiling that were in that so-called spoiled case yeah they're supposed to be maggots yeah what the hell i guess because oh because helena marcos's body is still up there well i think helena marcos is like was alive still that was food that spoiled up there i know that's what they said and that's what they showed but like i don't know thousands and thousands of maggots i think there was a dead body up there maybe maybe it's just the food yeah okay i don't think that I do like the part, this is when I first noticed, like, the really artistic shots of this film was when Miss Turner and the cute boy that, like, is in love with Susie all of a sudden are walking up in the attic and they're just stomping on all the maggots. That was Mm -hmm. really good. The crunching noises. 
Yeah, that was disgusting. It was so. fantastic. <laughs> and one girl's like, it got in my mouth. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> Did the dubbing bother you? No. I actually didn't really notice it after a while. You warned me before this movie. You were like, I'm just going to warn you that there's dubbing in this movie. Well, because some people have a real issue with it. Especially, like, like people always compare it to, like, oh, it's those old kung fu movies where the audio is out of sync. And, oh, it, oh, it, it wasn't really that bad. It really takes you out of it. I, I didn't think it took us took me out of it at all. If anything, I think the dubbing, and I and in most Argento's movies, I think it aids it because it makes it for feel more like a nightmare. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. It's not as, like, comical as going back to Elvira's Haunted Hills with that that one character. The Fabio you know. character. Yeah. It's not Fabio, but the Fabio-esque character mm-hmm. who didn't speak a lick of English. Yeah, like on set, like many of the actors spoke different languages. So yeah, because it, like it was supposed to be like German, Italian, and American. I'm sure there's like some other languages mixed up in there. And but like they didn't really record, they didn't record sound on set. Nuh-uh. Yeah, so like like Jessica Harper like even mentions that like it was so strange to be like on set and like hearing people working on like a different set like hammering away wow so did she also all of her stuff was dubbed then mm-hmm. yeah and in, in her own voice yeah well i mean in it just in the italian it version it's an italian actress that does her voice that's wild yeah. i didn't notice that she wasn't actually mm-hmm. yeah. speaking I mean, I mean, uh, she was speaking, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. You, I, I wouldn't have even been able to tell. Roses are red, violets are blue, but the iris is the flower that will mean the end of you. Miss Tanner is a bitch. Just gonna come out and say that. When poor Daniel, the blind accompaniment. The pianist, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, his dog is outside and he gets accused that his dog bit Albert, which there's no way. I think the dog bit bit the kid probably because it the was witch, evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the witch put, oh, because Albert's evil. Yeah. Albert's definitely a witch too. Um, but yeah, maybe that's what it is. But. But later on, when Albert, or I think the the wi- so later on when they go to that that s- town square, yeah. So that's actually that's actually a real town square in Germany. I figured, yeah. Well, I like when I first watched it, I assumed it was like a set. Oh no, I thought it was like a real. And that's actually like a town square where like Hitler held rallies. <gasps> Ew. Yeah. Wow. I did like that scene when the dog just attacks him in the throat. And do you like the the shot? of like the camera like swooping over yeah, him yeah i thought it was pretty cool and then we see shadows passing by that kind of look like witches on broomsticks did you oh, notice no, that no i didn't notice that i just thought it was like birds and i like how um the music in the background instead of the or actually with the la 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 there's also witches <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh witches what did you expect going in this movie? Did you expect witches? Like, what did you think was... Um, did you know anything about this movie? I didn't know anything about this movie. I didn't even know it was Italian. I didn't know any of it. I didn't know any of it. I just knew your t-shirt, so I knew what the, the font was going to look like. <laughs> that's that's it. I didn't know witches. I didn't expect 
I don't know because the first like probably 45 minutes of this movie we don't even know what's happening. Yeah, we don't know what's happening. So I just thought <sighs> I don't know what I thought. I did think that the the school was a little weird. I guess I just thought it was haunted. And then when the madman, especially at the beginning with Pat, because you see like his eyes in the darkness, I just assumed it was like a ghost. I guess it's kind of what they want you to think at first. Yeah, I think they, they want to keep you on your toes because like it starts out with that brutal murder, two murders, really. So I guess before Pat was murdered, before she was kicked out of the school, her and Sarah were really close. Yeah. And now I think Sarah was the only other American girl, right? Uh, I think she's. I oh think no, they, she was I think German. They, I think they mentioned there were some other American girls. But it wasn't Sarah, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, but Sarah and Susie get really close. Their rooms are right next door to each other. They become pretty good friends. And Sarah tells Susie about like the n- notes that Pat had yep. been taking, and like she thinks that so Pat school's had run by witches. Pat had already had. No, she didn't even think there were witches yet, because. In her mind, Pat was like, Pat's like, there's something, something spooky coming on, going on in this house. I want to know what it is. And so at the end, she finds out that it was witches right before she died. So she hadn't even told Susie or Sarah yet. But Sarah gets the idea that there's witches there. Because of her friend Frank. And Frank was her psychiatrist after her mom had died a few years before and then they had become <laughs> friends i knew you'd like that i was like this is so inappropriate <laughs> your psychiatrist is now your best friend frank but anyway sarah uh tells Susie that pat had all these notes about different things that she had seen going on or heard and she was just really investigating the whole school and i guess that's why she got kicked out she got too far Mm-hmm. found out too much so she had to be kicked out and killed so Susie, after sarah goes quote unquote missing aka she dies she goes to visit frank and then that's when we find out about the witches frank's like there's this witch called helena marcus well frank doesn't tell her his colleague tells her no she tells him he tells her about helena marcos does frank tell her mm-hmm. okay. and then he's like here this guy well yeah knows all about witches you need to talk to him. I'm going to leave you with this stranger and I'm going to leave. But how did you think about, what did you think about Sarah's murder? I laughed like the whole time. <laughs> I, I think it's brutal, like being in that barbed wire. Oh like, my oh God, God. She was so. <laughs> the the actress, uh, Stefania Cassini, she had a difficult time like shooting that because it wasn't, the barbed wire was fake. Yeah. But. The coils of wire like got wrapped around her so tightly, and it was pinching her skin painfully. So she's like, uh, I'm sure she was because she was r- like wriggling in it so dramatically that it was like you're gonna actually hurt she's yourself. She's trying to get out of it. She that's made so it worse. Brutal. I like, oh, that's like one of the most brutal deaths I've ever seen. Cause like, no, I was, I thought it was so. I was like, this is like a scene right out of SNL. I, I, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> decides to count the footsteps 
of the teachers because I guess at nighttime she's like, oh, all the teachers go home. And Susie's like, they're not going home. They're still in here. They're the, the outside door is to the left. The footsteps are going to the right. So Susie is being drugged in her food or her wine or something. So she just like keeps like just knocking out. Sarah goes to investigate. She goes up into the attic and we see the guy, the madman with the glowing eyes. Who do you think this madman is? Is it? Do you think it's the handyman guy? Because I think, I think it it's the Pablo, handyman. Yeah. yeah, I think it's him. And so she goes into this mysterious room. Tries to jump out the top and falls right into like a whole room full of barbed wire. Oh, so good. And then her neck getting sliced open was pretty good too. Her eyes just kind of. I couldn't believe you were laughing. Like, I think it's so <laughs> brutal. Like, oh, oh my god, it's terrible. It was so comical. I thought you were gonna hate this movie because of that. Just oh, like you were laughing at like I think like one of the most disturbing <laughs> death scenes. <laughs> I thought um, Pat's was way more disturbing. Sarah just rolled—it's just the way she was rolling around in it. I was like, just stop rolling around in it. You would have been fine if you just tried to stand up immediately. She made it worse, just rolling into it. It's like she didn't want to get out of it. But before Sarah died, she had left one note behind for Susie to find. It was Mm -hmm. she put it in Susie's stuff. Uh, I guess because she, she probably knew it was either going to get stolen like the rest of the notes were or she was probably going to get the same fate that Pat did. Yeah. So Susie kind of catches on to her being drugged and she decides to to flush all of her food and wine down the toilet. And this is when the like a creepy bat comes in. And that's when I'm like, that bat is sent from the witches to spy on Susie. Maybe. And she <laughs> she opens guess, the window yeah. and the bat flies in. She covers the bat with a towel and then just brutally kills it with a stool. Ugh. My first thought when that bat flew in into her hair was Meredith Palmer in the office. I was like, she's going to need a rabies shot. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, one thing I did like about Sarah's kill, Sarah's murder was her scream. She had an amazing scream when she was getting her neck sliced, right before she got her neck sliced. It was really good. Uh, I just don't know how you find, don't find that brutal. That's kind of disturbing to me that you don't, you find, you're laughing at that. It's <laughs> so sick. Yeah, I don't know. It was funny. Oh, God. So when Susie finds the note left behind by Sarah, she decides to go count the footsteps. And she finds the secret room. Well, she finds the room that has the wall with the irises. And she and remembers. She remembers Pat screaming the blue I- turn the blue iris. Mm-hmm. She remembers Pat, what act- what the full sentence that Pat said, because earlier she could only remember pieces. And so she turns the blue iris. She goes down this long corridor to find the Madame Blanc. Miss mm-hmm. Turner, the handyman, Albert, all back there talking about how the American girl needs to die, die, die. And then they s- do it. They cast a spell on her and she kind of she kind of feels weak. Goes weak. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. And then she opens the door behind her and there's another bedroom, which is now Helena, Helena Marcos's room. Oh, wait, before that, we even see Pat like crucified on a That's Sarah. Or no, it was Pat because no, she was Sarah. in the nightgown. She was in the nightgown and she had the the neck, the bruises on her neck from the noose. That was Pat. The cops have s- Pat's body. Oh, I could have sworn that was Pat. Cops found her body. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. It's Sarah. Wow. I did not even just, I just connected that. Yeah, Sarah. So Duh, it'd be scary Sarah. for Sarah. Cause Sarah. Yeah, because Sarah disappeared, they said. Yeah. Oh, that makes much more sense. I was thinking it was Pat. Okay, whatever. So <laughs> it was Sarah. <laughs> and she goes into Helena Marcus's room and she hears that snoring from earlier in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird snoring. Well, she is like dead 100 years like so old i like the makeup they did on the helena marcos body yeah no one is credited for helena marcos really uh jessica harper claims that it was just an italian an old prostitute a 90 year old former prostitute that dario argento found hell yeah that's amazing so the end of the movie is the end of the movie is Susie sticking some something like a, a peacock feather, a glass peacock feather, mm-hmm, into yeah. Helena Marcus's neck, which is pretty good. And then she runs out, and of course it's storming outside again. Everything bad happens when it's storming outside. Every scary movie ever is rain and thunder and lightning when bad things are happening. I really like the rain in this movie, though. It was pretty intense rain. Yeah. It must have actually been raining. Yeah, but during that scene where, like, glass is breaking, when she's running out of the academy, the glass is breaking, and the building, like, the walls are crumbling. Yeah, as soon as she Jessica Harper said that she was, like, she was that was like the most terrified experience she had during the film because uh, things were falling all around yeah, her yeah yeah because as soon as she killed helena the building just starts breaking apart because like they had like rigged explosives like going off in her proximity oh my god this yeah. is a dangerous movie <laughs> Jeez, i would actually really love to see an adaptation of this movie there's like a, a 2018 um, there's a 2018 updated version i don't like it <sighs> That sucks. I mean, we can watch it. I don't like it. I'd like to watch it just for just for. Kicks. I find it so terribly boring. Oh, that's sad. Who did who did the updated or, or the adaptation of it? Luca Guadagnino. He directed another Italian. Guadagnino directed "Call Me by Your Name," oh. uh, "Bigger Splash." He's got that movie coming out with another Timothy Chalamet movie. We saw the oh, trailer for Bones and the all. Vampire movie i mean or i'm assuming it's a vampire movie it or looks a cannibal like cannibal movie oh cannibal yeah that could be it too yeah we don't know we'll have to watch the movie to find out huh yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of his adaptation you know what's funny is that david Dordan green was originally the director for that oh i would have loved to seen his uh, um his uh, version of I that would, that would have been interesting uh, i don't know you think it could have been better or worse no i d- don't Think it'd been about the same. Don't mess with this. I don't think you don't I don't w- mess with this movie. I will. I really would love to see an updated version with better blood. No, I I it, and then that's it, it, what makes it like the blood being unrealistic makes it gives it that nightmare feel to it. I don't I don't want to see an updated because it's not going to be as colorful. I know it's not going to be as colorful because you hear me complain about the darkness of all the movies well, and just like the gray sludge of every everything that comes out now. It's not going to be the same. It's uh, not yeah. going to be as stylistic. Well, it'll, it'll try to explain things too much. We should watch, or at least I should watch, the newer version. I'll watch it with you. Uh, and I'll put my thoughts on Twitter. So be sure to follow yeah. on Twitter. But yeah, so what would you rate this movie? 
four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. I'd give it a four out of five, and that is because of the blood. Not like there's a ton of bl- like that. The blood is so bad. They it, it's pretty bad. It's it looks like red paint. There's a lot of bo- a lot of his movies. Uh, the, the blood looks like that. Well, get better blood. That's what I say to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is my favorite Argento movie. Argento's one of my favorite directors. He's up there with like Lynch and Carpenter for me. Yeah, I don't know. Even from from the from the very beginning, it just feels like one long nightmare, and like you kind of have to surrender yourself to this and throw logic out the window, which is what I was worried about with this movie. Is like I don't think you were gonna like that because it's something you have to it has to wash over you. I really you liked have a it. problem with that sometimes. Ugh, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really creepy. I, the music I was fantastic. That was one thing. The music, I was like, I don't. I think you'll like some of Goblin's scores better in some of his other movies, like Tenebrae. I think you'll like a lot. You have to really, like I said, you have to just give yourself to this movie because if you don't, you're not going to be into it. Yeah, I I really liked it, and I I thought. Throughout the whole movie, I really didn't know what was going to happen. I just felt like anything could happen at any time, and it would have just flowed pretty well. I liked not knowing what was going to happen. See, I just I never know when you're going to be like, they're not giving me enough, as opposed to like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I feel like there's like a, a fine line with you. Yeah, I felt like they gave me enough. Um, the only thing that was disappointing was Olga's character, not really. Like, they introduced this character at the beginning of the movie, and then she's just not in it for the rest of the movie that kind of stuff it was weird but besides that i felt like they did give me enough information it makes me think like you know it's like she's the only one like running out of the building like there's none of the classmates did you i'm surprised yeah. you didn't pre- i think that maybe like most of like all the oh. classmates are witches oh most like, of them are I'm, yeah. I'm positive because i think his name is mark so i wonder if like all of them are i they're all probably of them are all dying, on it. all dying too. Oh, because like maybe. that's what's happening to like the well, they're burning council in in that secret room. Well, they're the whole building went on fire. Yeah, as yeah. she's leaving, like yeah. kind of how I guess Helena died in 1905 was uh, the building went on fire. Frank talks about that yeah, before, so I, I'm sure they're all witches. I felt bad for Sarah; she should have been less nosy. No, should be another ballet school. That's not run by witches that they could go to. That's not as fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, I liked. I liked it though. That was pretty Did good. You want to see more Argento then? Yeah, I liked. What was it? Glass. You like dark glass. Dark glasses. I didn't care for that very much. I thought it was pretty good actually. Um, it's been a few weeks since we've seen it, but I liked it a lot. I thought that was pretty creepy. Not as creepy as this movie. Not nearly as creepy as this movie. But yeah, I'd like to see more. So, like we already said, follow us on Instagram for fun photos and other things that we do. Give us some comments yeah, about our Follow us on episodes. Twitter, Finally Girl Pod. Finally Girl Pod. At Bond Both. Yep, we talk about other movies on Twitter, too, that we see throughout the week that we don't always do episodes on. So if you want to know more movies that we're watching, you can follow us on there. Mike's really good at keeping up with the Twitter. Yeah, and as always, follow us on Apple and Spotify and and rate us there. We'll see you.